Yo, what's up? It's uh, Impress Me With Music, you idiot. How you doing? Okay, Dave, that's enough. That was my husband, uh, Dave Metz. My name's Mary Novohovsky. And today we are joined by the very lovely and talented uh, Natalie Grace Alford. Hey! And that track that we're opening up with is one of my favorite tracks. Um, and it is off her EP that you can find all over the internet. Spotify, Bandcamp, the whole shebang. The, the um, dark called, web. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Specifically on the dark. Go go to the dark web internet first. Internet dark web. That's where I'm at. Yeah. Get, get the tour browser. Um, it's called Type of Wound. And the track is I Can't Help But Wonder. And uh, we're so happy to have Natalie here. Thanks, Mary. Yeah. I did a self-portrait for you. Oh, it's great. There's some exactly food. like me. Yeah, it's a... Uh, full bush. Yeah, full bush. Full, mm-hmm. full, full vaginal bush. If anything's coming out of this. Oh, yeah. What do you do? Dave, <laughs> Dave's... Uh, we're trying to fade the fucking music out. Oh, right, Dave, you fade. still haven't learned how to fade. No, no, no. We gotta be quiet so oh. I can fade it. Oh, okay. All right. Nice. Talked anyways. Well, and now, and now, now. What's, our sponsors? what's up, dudes? Hey guys, I'm Tobes. I'm Jesse, and we're the host of Worst Contact, a show for aliens by humans, where we discussed every aspect of human life, such as death, life, juggalos, cats, LARPing, art, war. Athleticism with world's greatest athlete, action Ronnie Glibson. That's one of my favorite episodes. Hell yeah. Uh, we keep it fun, we keep it goof, we never script it, and we always have a good time. But don't bring the kids along, because we say naughty words. All on MachineCulture.com. Peace! You stumble across a very intelligent podcast listener. What do you do? Uh, I ask if they've ever heard of desks and day jobs. Well, for insight. Oh, they haven't, and they yes. want to know more. I tell them Destined Day Jobs is a D&D podcast that takes the humdrum life of four office workers and injects it with magic, adventure, and hilarious antics. All right, roll for perception. Yes. Oh, that's, uh, they're definitely interested. Uh, I grab their phones and subscribe them to Destined Day Jobs on iTunes, SoundCloud, and the Machine Culture website. Roll for sleight of hand. Oh, that's a critical hit. Yes. Yeah. They're subscribed. Do they have a dog? Uh, can the dog listen to the podcast? Uh, yeah. Roll for animal handling, I guess. Well, that doesn't work. Uh, uh, but they're still interested in desks and day jobs. Yeah! yeah. yeah. Desks and day jobs. Now part of the Machine Culture Collective. Huzzah! Verizon Wireless. I mean, you just want a phone, don't you? It should be pretty simple, right? You you come in, you, you know what phone you want, you, you kind of got it all set in your mind. That, that should be easy, huh? But... We've got a different plan here at Verizon. We have a lot of um, extraneous bullshit we'd like to sell you, and also we'd like to waste your time, if I'm being completely honest. I mean, I just want the phone. I can't, I just Why can I have the phone? Do you have the misfortune of um, having dated a girl in high school who was on Verizon and you talked to her too much back when minutes cost money? Well, now you're completely enslaved for the rest of your life to Verizon. I mean, I really, you can't switch plans. I really don't need these weird free gifts for an extra $30 a month. I, I don't know. What is a hum? Actually, the gifts aren't free. You owe us uh, $15 a month. But I don't I don't even know what this does. What do you mean it plugs into my car? Help! Help! Is anybody out there? Is anyone listening? Verizon. We see I'm you. walking in the same way as I
Boy, that Gambino sure is childish, huh? What do you guys think? I mean, this is Natalie's first watch on this, this episode. This is actually my first watch. Um, I like his, um... Lean in a little bit. Oh, yeah, I know. And one of my friends commented um, a really perfect thing. Oh, there it goes. But they said that he has a body um, that's like, I work out, but I still like nachos, bitches. Yeah. And he- that's, I like that. Yeah, he's a. Uh, I mean, if we're gonna comment on that, yeah, he is. He, he's uh, shameless. Is, isn't the word? He's flaunting it. He's owning it. It's kind of sexy. I dig it. He does all only glory muscles. You can tell chest, all like biceps, triceps, shoulders. That's about it, though. Yeah, he ain't doing abs. No. I mean, this is the song that is being talked about everywhere right now, specifically even this music video. Um, I mean. Yeah, dropped when he hosted SNL last week. Oh, well that, wait, we'll call it. I, I mean, so, since you're watching, okay, we're at the part where they're at the chorus. This is Natalie's first uh, watch, so we'll just kind of let you... Yeah, we should... Oh, no, no, you know what? He just did a Vago move. Okay, he actually did Vago move. This is, this is pretty, like, relevant. What do you call it? I mean, he just shot up an entire. He just choir. shot the entire choir. The we didn't choir. even say the name of the song or the artist. Oh, they know. Oh, they know. The dude is doing it too at this point. He changed. Oh, no, he no, said no. childish Gambino. That's all you need. If you say childish Gambino, you're talking about this. So, oh, so the point is, you're supposed to pay attention to what's going on in the background. But the first time you watch the video, you're supposed to be distracted by the dancing. Which is like a metaphor for... um, For This Is America. For This Is America, yeah. I mean, okay, there have been about three million think pieces on this, um, and like, what's being... And they're all wrong. I'm I'm saying people (laughs) dissecting it. People people misunderstand Donald Glover so much. Well, well, what you call it, you have to, but you also got to dissect art all the time, that's why they put it out there. There's, There's a dynamic. Sure. But the whole thing is, is it got yapping in its voice place. Oh, exactly. Here we go. You're here right. It goes. And the thing about Donald Glover is, he's a funny guy. Yeah. And this is like kind of like a dark comedy. You know what I mean? Um. And this is a Michael Jackson illusion right here. Come on, the cars. Yeah. He's doing the. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, Michael Jackson. Yeah. And no one's actually really talking about that. So much Michael Jackson yeah. in there. There are, there are a, a lot of illusions in it. So, you well, know, I mean, obviously there's connections back to what's going on with police shootings of unarmed uh, black men. And women. And women. There's... And well, also Char- Charlottesville, too. That was the thing. Yeah, oh, wait, yeah. right. The, Not the, sh- the, the church... Um, oh, that's so Charleston. Charleston. That was Charleston. Charleston. Right. So I was thinking about the Nazis. I, I don't think that dance was called the Charleston. I think that no, was the original think- dance. <laughs> All right, plugs. What do we got to plug? Natalie, you got anything to plug? Um, my, my plugs. I have Type of Wound available on iTunes, Spotify, Bandcamp. Um, you can get that online. Also, I show. I have a show at the Hideout, uh, May 29th. Uh, that is a Tuesday. Um, so you can check that out at the Hideout. It is very famous bar 
infamous uh, in it's it's an awesome bar it it's awesome. seems like some strange wisconsinian log cabin in the middle of an industrial part of chicago a lot of, uh, a lot of it, you can tell it's look for the union label you go to the hideout that's what yeah. you do uh yeah so i have that on the 29th um but right now i'm very much writing music so um i will be having um new music coming out hopefully this summer you can see Natalie riff it up every Thursday at Gallery Cabaret. Yes, of at the Cupcake Comedy Cabaret. Shout out to Martin Felschman making all kinds of cupcakes. I feel like leaning in on red velvet, but overall, still pretty What is red velvet? It's just chocolate, right? I think it's a touch of chocolate with a bunch of food coloring. Yeah, food coloring. That's why I like it. It's mostly like red number. It's very much like like the 1950s cake. Very much is. It's cream cheese and red colored dye. Like that is... It's like you want to taste the aesthetic. Yeah. You want to yeah. taste your grandmother's red, pouch. red velvet, that's expensive. Baby. Like a green but cigarette like they yeah. had in the 50s, you know what yeah, I mean? It's yeah. like, what is have, the point of that? Have a, have a cupcake. I mean, did we do This Is America any justice in our critique? No. Here's a little yeah. plug. Did we make some uninformed comments in our last episode? Absolutely. Like Kanye had been doing music for 10 years, and we were talking about Kanye being a cuckoo, but he's been doing music uh, for a lot longer. Correct, correct Dave? I... I was wrong there. Huh? Hold on, hold on. While, while we're, we're, while we're pr- talking our retractions, I'm going to play this Willie Nelson song that I like. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Okay, so uh, we fucked up. We, we fuck up a lot. No. We um, you don't. Too. I know. Even even us, Dave and Mary, the two most infallible human beings ever. Um, we've said some things that are not true on this podcast. <laughs> And, uh, and and Dave dropped the phone, which was meta, like, kind of like dropping the mic, but we can't because that fuck up the whole recording. Yeah. This song's called I Can Get Off On You. I feel like this is just you trying to get more of your songs in. This is really... Well, a, a, here's the thing. Last week, I shit all over Willie Nelson. Two weeks in a row, and I actually really like Willie Nelson. What did you do to him? Why did you say that? That's he, he, he released another another album, which he didn't okay, need to do. Okay, Willie didn't need it. Okay, that's... It's called <laughs> Last Man Standing. It's literally that's every song point. is... Every song is like a vaudeville-level joke structure about how he's glad he's not dead. Oh, God damn it. That sounds it's awful. Silly. It's very I want to sit down and braid our hair together. That's what I want to do with Willie Nelson. Well, everybody does. You think Willie Nelson uses a weave? He's like 87 years old. It must not be real hair. What do you call it? I don't know. Don't. He probably does. Actually, you are. That is yeah. probably totally probable. I know women's hair products. That's what we'll call it. You'd be a great name for a weave company. Ooh. Shania Twain. Think about it. Oh, what? that's... No. I don't know, a lot of copyright issues. All right, moving forward. Okay. Uh, we've got Natalie Grace Alford in the house, and so... And we are talking what? We're talking singer-songwriters, our favorite... Wait, we didn't even retract our retraction. We oh, can't just retract the retraction. Time out. We can't just move through these segments without completing well, you them. Moved, you moved through through one of the segments now. I'm, I I'm, played I'm, a Willie Nelson song in the background, and then you were right. like, well, let's talk about Willie you Nelson. Know what? I, <laughs> I have not been able to fill an Adderall prescription in over a year, so you've really got to forgive my pace here. Okay, so we made some mistakes last week. Correct. Factual mistakes Correct. about uh, Kanye West and the length of time he's been doing music. I said something that was wrong as well. Um, 
What's, I don't what's care. Answer? I who cares? Look it up yourself, what? you dumb piece of shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> what do you want me to do? I don't know. I don't understand your tone. You go from hating the audience to loving the audience. I don't know. I'm not letting you play Willie Nelson. I don't again. know. It's always a good sign when the host starts yelling at people at the audience. It's like, man, this is brilliant. I mean, you, you see that. You see that every Thursday at the every uh, Thursday the cupcake comedy, comedy, comedy open mic. Right before the same. I, Random, yeah. I thought, to me, that's what adulthood was, was dr- sm- drinking coffee and smoking cigarettes and reading the newspaper. That's my vision yeah, of an adult a gre- as a child. At a greasy spoon diner. Yes. I, I, that, they, that's what you're supposed to do. I still think cigarettes are cool. <laughs> they are so cool. Uh, I think okay. cigarettes are pretty much uh, the coolest. Yeah, this uh, is great I, <laughs> I, I, I read this interview with um, Brendan Flowers, the guy who's the lead singer of um, what's the name of that band. Hey Dave, do we have any more factual retractions from last oh, week? Yeah, do we? Um, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, do. Most of what we said was probably wrong. Uh, I, I, I finished it. You Google it yourself, you dumb idiot. You poo-poo yeah. brains, you stink stink butts. Speaking of coffee and cigarettes and greasy spoon diners, nothing goes better with a greasy spoon diner than a singer-songwriter track. Do-do-do-do. And that is today's playlist. Um... Inspired by our wonderful guest, Natalie Grace Alford, who is one of my favorite uh, singer-songwriters oh. in the Ciudad de Chicago. Oh, gracias, Natalie. <laughs> 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 not the Natalie. <laughs> what are you guys doing? Uh, Presep para español. Okay. That's an old, old TV remote joke. Ah, oh, um, claro que sí. <laughs> Woo! So stupid. Yeah. <laughs> right. I hear I hear people's uh, students' moms saying that all the time. Claro, claro. Like whenever you're like claro. you're delivering bad news to them and someone's translating it and they just go claro, claro, claro. claro no, that's like oh. Are you trying? You're trying a little flower. That's so cute. I am wearing a little right, flower. So singer songwriter. Yeah. So what is what to you? What does that mean? A singer songwriter. Um, what do you call it? It is somebody who. I would say it's mainly a pop term. Um, it is somebody who obviously composes songs, and especially since um, the record industry, I would say around rock and roll, um, actually during the swing era, if you want to talk about like releases. Um, but it's somebody who writes pop songs, and they perform them, and they put them on albums. I also um, think that they, you can be a singer-songwriter without necessarily having a big hit, but that's that's my thing. So do you have to write your own music? Yes. Okay, so... You can also uh, uh, interpret music and then maybe write a different part, but you have to write your own music. That's actually a big no-breaker for me, deal-breaker. Do you feel like um, you can excuse bad singing if the song is good? Yes, but it's dependent on the singer and the intonation. A uh, great example is Neil Young. I hate his voice, but uh, he somehow works it. 
Does that yes. make sense? That is, that is a, pretty, that's a pretty great example. Yeah. Um, um, and then I'm a have, recent convert to Neil Young. Yeah, you know, um, I, he's not even, like, my favorite, but, like, I can listen to a Neil Young song back to forth, or, you know, Bob Dylan skirts it, obviously, like, some people use him, but I like Neil Young better because he has a good droll with it. Um, and you can have a lot of really good singers who are not that great of songwriters who just get them to do it, you know? So, yeah. sometimes I prefer, like, it not being the greatest voice in the world, but it has a really good construct. Us just talking about this has totally made me want to change um, one of my tracks, and I just want to say that. There's so many singer-songwriters. At first, I was like, man, I can't think of any, and now I'm just like, ah, shit. They are splooging all over, and there's so <laughs> many I wish we could cover today, but we've got a playlist of just six, six sweet songs for you. Um, and but before we get into that, before before we get into that, we're gonna keep fucking around with the format of the show and talk to you about. It's some... like our fifth show of this format. <laughs> we'll right. figure it out. Um, we're gonna. You think Jay Leno showed up and knew how to do it on his first day? No. Uh, well, why did your accent just change? <laughs> who are you? That's like my stand-up accent. Do I don't you know. Even know who you are. What's your identity? What do you want from me, Mary? Okay, Danny Cowles. Stella! Oh my god, Danny Cowles, that totally was that. <laughs> Alright, so... With my boogers. Okay. Okay. What am I, gay? Oh, <laughs> alright. Uh, Today in music history, this is where I go on a website clearly made in 1999 and read you some fun facts that happened on today. The day this episode will be released, May 17th, into the future in history. So here's some fun, fun pieces that happened. Hey, did you know that in 1993 today, Barry Manilow appeared on CBS TV's Murphy Brown? Don't give a fuck, neither do I. 1995, Chuck Berry, Little Richard, and Fats Domino appeared together for the first time in Sheffield, London. Where's that? Who knows? It's a neighborhood in London, I imagine. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. 1999, no doubt, sued the clothing manufacturer, no fear. With the claim that the company's clothing items had the no doubt name on them infringe on the band's copyrighted service. Wait, oh my god, you know that they had those big flood jeans on there. You know that they oh, did. Oh man, it. nothing like a good flood With those, jean. And, and on like the frosted. I, I could be in on a flood jean right now to, to cover. I've been looking at them just to call myself recently. I'm not even kidding. Wait, so this lawsuit actually got settled uh, in 2012. Wow. Oh my god. Nothing like 13 years of litigation to get Gwen back on the road. Oh my god. Do do you realize that, like, the No Fear clothing company is culturally. No Fear! Culturally irrelevant at this point. Yeah, how did it go that long? Yeah, how did the. Because they had nothing. When you have nothing, you have to cling to it, you know? Mm. I guess. Speaking of litigation. Today was a litigious day in history. In 2000, the Eagles filed suit against the Hotel California Restaurant in Dallas, Texas, alleging trademark violations. What? Did all the customers like come in and never were allowed to leave? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they just well, locked the door. Just... Yeah, they, uh, they ate some pancakes that made them go poo-poo for a very long time. And Stab they... me with your steely knives, all right? You're not going anywhere. You just can't kill this E. coli beast. Yeah. Wait, I thought that the Hotel California was like just like a haunted Welcome place. Welcome to the hotel. Well, it's also a restaurant in Dallas, apparently. Or was. <laughs> Probably like a shitty pancake house or like a, a first place in Dallas that sold avocados. It's like a you know? step above a waffle house. <sighs> I mean, eh. 
Do you know what I mean? Hotel California. You want to own those words. It was like whenever I hear about like those lawsuits, it's sorry like, those lawsuits. I just copyrighted that. You can't say it. Fuck. Nah. There's some. There's a really interesting case, and I can't remember what the guy's name is, but he's in the Rolling Stones, and he changed his name to something very vague, like Brandon Jones. Mm-hmm. And then there was a guy who had been named Brandon Jones his entire life, but who then started like writing for the New York Times after the Rolling Stones had been out. And Brandon Jones of the Rolling Stones sued him mm. for use of his name. Mm. And he, I believe, won the lawsuit. And the Rolling Stones guy had to put an initial. Oh, yeah, just like to make sure that it is exact what you call it. No. The weirdest lawsuit is uh, Fogarty. Uh, Sorry. Oh, it's okay. Yeah, uh, who is it? Uh, John Fogarty? Not John Fogarty. Uh, but CCR, Clarence Clinton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got sued by his record company for sounding too much like himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know, you know he said something about somebody's wife or yeah. somebody's yeah. friend. You sound too much like you. Get out of yeah. here. <laughs> Speaking um, of... Uh, technically, uh, in the contract, it says uh, if you sound... Okay, so I want, I want to touch base on one more litigious point because this we're going to be doing an episode um, in... It's really just a couple months away where it will be a Pitchfork this summer. AKA one day of pitchfork. Yeah. Um, hugely in part to see Lauren Hill perform. Oh, Lauren Hill's performing. That's right. Yeah. yeah she need that money. Yeah, of course she does. Oh, and she, she should get it. I mean, she just, she chose not to tour. That's her. Oh, she, Lauren is like one of those people. It's like, damn it. We like always have been rooting for you, Lauren, for God's sakes, just get it together. Like, Oh, I know, I know. you know, like that one album, but it is also funny. Like, cause there's some problematic things on that album because like, when she's lecturing about like, ooh, you dressing her like this, that, morals. Yeah. But she was actually having sex with a married man during that time. Oh yeah, she's, <laughs> isn't she, she's like everybody's lover. Right. Yeah. No, no, no! You're thinking of um, uh, no. Erica Badu. No, Erica Badu. That's yeah, right. That's different. Erica Badu is the um, uh, who what was the comparison I made the other day? Who's the lady mm-hmm. from um, 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 that band with a girl that everyone likes from the '70s? What's the name of that band? Stevie Nicks. Stevie Nicks. Oh, Erica I Badu. About the Muppet Band. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the but she does remind me of the like the guitarist in the Muppet. She does have a tall head. Well, no, but just the fashion. I, but um, what you call it? No, yeah. Continue, sorry. No, is this Erica Badu is the Stevie Nicks of '90s rap music. That makes sense. That does make sense. But I'm excited that Lauren Hill's performing again. That like honestly, wasn't she being sued though? That was part of the reason she couldn't perform, or what was going on? Oh, she refused to like record her final album on yeah. on, on, on a contract, and and that's oh, part of the whole thing. Like she yeah. was in, she just like was like hell no and then that's why she couldn't perform so originally in the Dave Chappelle block party movie it was just supposed to be Lauren Hill but Lauren Hill wasn't allowed to perform as Lauren Hill so they had to reunite the Fugees oh my god which is actually yeah. like a more that's historic thing that's amazing yeah that is amazing that but they did that can you just imagine though like Wyclef Jean and Praz like Lauren Hill just like take your shoot like we're, we got stuff to do now we've moved on with our lives Praz made a weird movie. It just if anyone wants to watch it, where he uh, dresses up like a homeless person, puts on a body cam, and just hangs out in Skid Row. That's no. that's a movie he made. Oh my god, that's not a movie. That's a 
fucking post that went too long. Like that's like with, I know. With, with funding. Ross, I really feel sad for because all he had was um I mean and it's amazing, Ghetto Superstar. Yeah, such a that good song. That was such a good track. It is such a good track. Uh, we don't know we're not gonna play it right now. We're not I gonna know. play it, but Ghetto Superstar is a great but, song. But yeah, I can always jam to it. He went to Yale afterwards, that's what Are he you did. Serious? Yeah. <laughs> After yeah, after like he after Ghetto Superstar and he didn't really end up doing much more. He was like, all right, I'm gonna parlay my fame into like an Ivy League degree, like Rivers Might Cuomo. Well. That's yeah. pretty sweet. That's, Might a, as well. that, that's a sweet move. Yeah, like New I, Haven, Connecticut, get yourself a degree. <laughs> that's right. Um, all right, tracks. We got tracks on tracks. All right, so let's get into the singer songwriter playlist. Uh, Natalie, uh, your first. Song, uh, anything you want to uh, say? Marco Gurian, Sunday Morning. Ooh, technical error. Give it to me, baby. Now here's what happens when the computer won't load. Well, now is a great time to plug my shows the weekend right, of, uh, of uh, that you'll hear this podcast. I will be in Columbus, Ohio, the state capital of Ohio, a state that you don't think about very often. No, no Ohio. More like no Ohio. Am I right, Dave? No Ohio, blow Ohio. Um, or meh Ohio. Meh Ohio, yeah, that's a good one. Remember that band Ohio is for lovers? The, what was the band that, that was like their... Song and their T-shirts all said that. I have no idea who you're talking about. Is it emo band? I'm talking early. Oh well, duh. I don't know. I was a not. Duh. Where are, are you from? Where are you from? I'm actually uh, displaced. Uh, what you call? I was. I was made in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, but I uh, was. I uh, was made. But I was grown in. Um, what is that? Yeah, displaced. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> I just came from a show, so I'm a little bit tired of sentence structure. But, um, what do you call it? Oh! It's actually a We're We are playing it. We are playing it upstairs, but here's what's going to happen. Oh my god, we're going to play it. We're going to play it um, somewhere else right now. All right, so Des Plains is where they caught what's his face at Syria. John killer. Wayne Gacy. Hell well, yeah. No, like, well, here's the weird thing about Gacy was that like, basically everybody in this genre. Oh, do we got it? Um, she had a solo release. So, 
And I think um, she's very influential because not her voice was not at the time quite that popular. But now you hear that voice, that that very like quiet voice, um, sung a lot. You know the whole baby voice thing, which I you can have your opinions on that. But when it comes to different acts, but. Um, she just had a very cool ear, very good at arranging songs, um, and also... This is so much fun. It's this so fun. It has a weird, like, to me, almost, like, Euro, uh, vibe to it. Mm -hmm. Something about it. I don't know where she's from, but it's... She's American. She's, she's American. She's from New York. Yeah, yeah she's, she's from New York. York. She was made in Brooklyn also. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, this is really, this is really... And this is, a, you know, it's very scandalous for the time, because this is about, you know, waking up after you had sex with somebody. Oh, shit. Do you guys uh, remember that song? You know that song, Roll That I Got a Brand New Pair of Roller Skates? Yeah. That's what that makes me think of. You know, it's just. Oh, yeah. But that's a, that's a, that's tune slaps. I love that tune. What you were yeah. But yeah, Marco Green uh, is one of like my favorite, like when it comes to actually writing a composition and caring about uh, that the words and the music are just as important and you, a lot of classical influence in there too I really like that that 60s kind of you know when you put the yeah, 60s I love, streams I love that fun <sighs> that fun 60s vibe and I really appreciate you weighing in with some kind of music knowledge instead of me just going really love that track and you somebody a moron no I actually you know I, I, I trend I'm, I'm a musician um, I thought it was pretty cool. Um, it's it, to me though, it's so sixties ish that like when I hear that, I just think of like flowers like cascading across the screen. I'm like, ooh, this scene is set in the sixties. Hell yeah, though. Sometimes you want to do that though. Sure, it's a vibe. Yeah, it's a vibe song for. It is a vibe sure. song. Mm -hmm. Speaking of vibes, I got I got my my next pick is I don't know if it's really a vibe track, but this is um, this is it. I've had good times with some bad guys I've told whole lies with a half smile Held your bare bones with my clothes on I've thrown rocks and this is Cheerleader by St. Vincent off the album uh, Strange Mercy. And this is one of my favorite St. Vincent tracks. The, the Say something really beyond it's your favorite. You gotta go shut beyond. The fuck, shut the fuck up. You gotta go That's beyond the, uh, that. There, there's the uh, shut the fuck bug up with the guy. I, 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 I never heard this. This to well, me is, is the quintessential. Um, it's like a great like breakup, sad bitch track in my mm. opinion. Like not wanting to like, ugh, I don't want to be a cheerleader no more. Um, Saint Vincent, I actually stumbled upon her when I was a freshman at the University of Missouri. Go Tigers! During my brief tenure there before dropping out of journalism school. Well, she <laughs> must have made a real impact during those four weeks you were in <laughs> So I went and, uh, like a really cliche a hipster, I went and I saw Andrew Bird. Oh, yeah, okay. definitely. So speaking of other singer-songwriters, I was, like, super into Andrew Bird at the time. Mm. And then she opened up for him. And she totally, like, 
blew his set out of the water. Yeah. She's such an amazing she's such a good performer. guitar player, too, mm-hmm. and, and performer that her entire performance was like above and like, like Andrew Bird came on and it was just like sleepy. Yeah, he's Andrew Bird. Like, she was fucking like railing on the guitar and like mm-hmm. going off on solos it, it was nuts so um ever since then i've been a, a big saint vincent fan i know what do you what do you guys think of this track i like the, well what you thought this sounds like something that could be on daria you know, like that yeah sure. you, that's like kind of like my rule of like i'm gonna give it a chance because it sounds like something that'll be a daria i don't know why that is to me this is still like like let's turn it for a second it's it's well very well produced it's got a mood to it that is kind of it's got a good mood like I like it but for me this can't be I wouldn't consider this a singer songwriter song because it's just too good I guess if that's if that's a way to put it oh no I I, I disagree if it's if you wrote it and you're singing it singer songwriter yeah but then T-Pain's also a singer songwriter yeah, why not? Some, I mean, okay, well then. <laughs> I mean, T Pain tries to sing. No, I think. Uh, wait, but no, there's a difference between getting beats though, because most rappers buy beats, so Absolutely. they didn't actually compose that. But I think that um, I would argue rappers are poets. That's so, my feeling. What album is this album? This is uh, Strange Mercy. <laughs> so I wonder who produces the album. So this is produced by John Congleton. And I don't really know who this dude is. This is interesting. Wow, he ri- wrote he wrote the theme song for Jackass. Hey. Oh, oh dar- 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 that is It's a great. I mean, it's a yeah. I mean, she's definitely a singer songwriter. Yeah, she's. I love the way you say singer every time you say it. She's a singer songwriter. But the way Mary says, do, do, do I'm sorry. Do you have any more negative things to say to me, or, or, about, <laughs> me or, or about my? Uh, yeah, can you put the cap back on that marker before it dries out? Uh, uh, no. Uh, he produced something for Blondie, for Brian Wilson, for David Byrne, Buddy Miles. That sounds like a blues person. I don't know who that is, but I'm gonna assume Buddy Miles. Buddy is, Miles. It's like uh, Buddy Guy and uh, Miles Davis put together. Uh, Symbols Eat Guitars Earl Sweatshirt he produced for Earl Sweatshirt Explosion in the Sky Erica Badu okay, so oh yeah he's, so he's, he's, a, he's a good producer yeah, he's, he's a, worked yeah he's, he's a working he's out here working he's out here working making his paper okay so well, I'm gonna play you guys my first singer songwriter track and you'll yeah. understand I guess why and I, I don't dislike that song but there's like a certain what is your rule because we don't know your rule about singer songwriter so you don't want it to be a good song in order for it. No, no, no. I want the song to be good, but I don't want you to be all uppity about your ability to sing. Oh, so you're mean? saying that she's uppity. That's oh, he, he thinks that the, it was, it's an elitist pick. All right. No, then. no, no. I don't think it's elitist. I think that that's very good and it's very well done and I very much so appreciate it. But in terms of evaluating as the singer-songwriter, I'm like, you know, she's just too good of a singer. This is too well produced. Wait, but then I'm, I'm not a singer-songwriter. That's what you're arguing. Mm-hmm. Oh, Natalie, there he sat. Look, he sat on that dick. No, Ooh. no. <laughs> I, I did sit on that dick. Now you're riding it. <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you do the production on your music? Yes. I did uh, half. Uh, Gabe Lee Woods produced, I produced. 
Sisters. Oh, yeah, I know that guy. Yeah, yeah he's another he's local singer-songwriter. Um, you, I mean, you went to school for music. For, like, you, yeah. I mean, if you ever see Natalie live, which I hope you're listening to this episode, you 100% check her out at the hideout on May 29th. Nine? Yes. <laughs> um, I mean, you're doing a lot of, like, technical stuff on stage. I mean, you're yeah. using, you're, like, doing loop, like, you're, I, 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 everything that you actually hear, you're able to do live, which is pretty cr- crazy yeah. with the loop pedal. But like, you, you can explain it way better. Yeah. Like, someday. But I'm still fascinated as fuck is why you think. All right. I'm so, I actually, I'm reevaluating what I'm saying, and I'll tell you, tell you what. I'm, you know what? I'm, I'm being a little outdated. You can do all that shit now, like, how you do it. People that produce their own albums, like, you can do that now. Okay, I take it back. She's a singer-songwriter. It's a good song. Bully for all of us. So you did sit on the dick. No. I sat on that dick. I wrote it. But you can still (laughs) dislike it. I actually don't think that... I think it could sound on Daria, but I don't like... um, You're not, like, in love with it. No. I like... I, I appreciate the, like, performance. She's always a good performer. I've never heard somebody go from St. Vincent's show and say, like, oh, that was a bad performance. But... I what you would call it also can understand like I don't know it's it sounds like I and that drives me nuts actually (laughs) that drives me nuts so I would actually counter your point of why I might not like it well let's not forget that she collects all those clothes and canned goods for the homeless that too oh my god I loved it I loved it actually um, uh, she dated Carrie that uh, Bradshaw not (laughs) Bronstein yeah Bronstein and it was funny enough um, while so she was like on Portlandia during that time and she actually had a friend and so she helped work at her friend's restaurant when it like just opened and somebody like took an Instagram photo and was like, wait, are you St. Vincent? She's like, yeah, just like wait tables and pops. So you know who else did that? Bill Murray were, bartended at his son's restaurant in Brooklyn. Full circle, Bill Murray's in a movie called St. Vincent. Oh, uh, snap. Oh, that uh, was perfect. I don't think that movie did well. But it did not. No, and here did. comes my first pick. I was 21 years when I wrote this song. I'm 22 now, but I won't be for long. So hold on. We're gonna hear the chorus real quick. Okay, so this is uh, Billy Bragg. Um, sorry. Song's called New England. Oh, I'm sorry. Out New England, off of Life's, Life's a Riot with Spy versus Spy. So this is what I want out of a singer songwriter. I want like a rawness. It's emotion. It's it's poetry in your words. Do you know what I mean? Like, you want actual word imbalance. You like you're a word person. Sure. You're a wordy. When it comes to singer songwriters, for sure. What do you guys think of this? This is I one mean, of my favorite songs of all time. This is a. I this mean, this is a first listen, which is why I would have liked to listen to it before somebody did send me a first play. Sorry. I'm just looking for New England. Ah, no. New England. Yeah. I don't know what you call it. I, I like the... What do you call it? This is from, like, late 
70s, early 80s. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I do like that generation of, like, you know, buzzcocks. I love Ever Fall in Love with Someone. Um, but uh, that, that type of voice, it's... 83. Yeah, 83, yeah. It sounds like it. This makes... Very Clash. It kind of, like, reminds me of Clash, too. But, uh... I'm trying to remember who this reminds me of, but there's a guy that, um, fuck, dude. A guy that fucked a dude? There's lots oh, of them. Man. About 20 to 25% of the population. <laughs> mm-hmm. And a lot of entertainers. A lot, mm-hmm. a lot of entertainers. Yes. Yeah, sift through that. Um, we're going to be talking singer songwriters. Jay, okay, Jay, Jay Retard. A retard. Retard. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> Whoa. That's no way to talk about the OJs. Jay Retard. Dude, I never ever hear people say his name out loud. So in my mind, it's always been Jay Retard. Because if you say his name out loud three times, he might appear. (gasps) Oh, Jesus. I think about him all the time. He's the one person I've ever heard of besides Len Bias, the college basketball player, Mm. that did cocaine and died. Like just snorted cocaine and And died. And just died? And died from it. Oh my god, I, kn- I didn't know that. I didn't know that that could, like, I Happen. almost don't believe it. Like, I believe that there's more to the story that we don't know about. I, I why didn't, what, okay, so then if that thing happened, why during the entire D.A.R.E. program did none of us ever learn that? Why didn't they not hammer that fucking story to death? Remember that guy, Jay, Riotard? Yeah. <laughs> okay, now I know why. I, my name's Officer Friendly. exactly why they didn't. Do that in school. I'm here to tell you about Jay Riotard. Okay, and I just feel like I need I need to bring him up because it's a singer songwriter that's not on my playlist, and that Billy Bragg track reminded me of all the Jay Riotard tracks I used to love listening to back when I was but a but a more youthful person. I really have lost a lot of white matter in my brain. Since gray matter. Coming, gray matter since becoming pregnant. This is not really? a good episode for me. Oh yeah, dude, you lose gray matter, and I can't fucking, like, oh. I can't remember nouns. I feel like I, I'm pre-Alzheimer's right now. Uh, I feel, um, what do you call it, uh, kind of like, with the quitting smoking and, like, cutting down on drink, because you, you know me, I like my beer. I like, yeah, but since quitting, like, the smoking, I forgot my pin number one time. Mm. Oh, my God. It was at Walgreens, so I was like, no, I, I'm me, I swear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is me. Oh. First, and, and not to mince words here, but you don't need to say pin number, because the N in pin stands for number. I'm oh. not looking for oh, your opinion. <laughs> I just need my pin. <laughs> I mean, Billy my Bragg is number. whatever. No, he's great. I'm still looking for my pin. What's great about Billy Bragg is that he has a terrible, like, British soccer guy voice, but he still has, like, this, he's such an emotional, sad dude. I like that voice, though, actually. And yeah. usually enough, I, I, I like it, because there are weird voices from that era. Sure. So that one is actually a pretty good voice. You know that when you call, like, Billy Bragg, he goes, Oi! Like, that's how he answers the phone. Oh, no. I'm Billy Bragg. Oi, what's up? Oi! Where is he now? Is he dead, or is he... He's alive. He's alive. Actually, so... Is is he one of those dudes that does, like, a... Like arena tours, or is he gonna, or is it gonna be a Naperville Rib Fest? Like, kind of. Okay, so he's. If, I would love to see him at the Naperville Rib Fest. <laughs> Mister Worldwide himself. Will yeah, be there. that's right. Speaking of speaking of this year's <laughs> Naperville Rib Fest, this is not a joke. 
Um, Pitbull is the uh, headlining act. <laughs> Mr. 305, Mr. AKA Worldwide. Mr. Worldwide. I'm so... And that I will never forget. I may fry, I may call Jay Retard Jay Retard, but... <laughs> Well, we got a I will remember. always know the headliner Wait. of Maple oh Hill Rip Fest. I'm trying to remember a name of a Pitbull song, and I can't think of one. It's probably like one, two, three, four, or something like that. He says that literally. All I know is this like, call me a mom in a club and a travel, travel to club and a club and a travel. <laughs> like, anytime I've heard Pitbull, I have heard about clubs and he travels, and he, man. Sometimes I gotta take the bus to the club. Give me a bus, go. Going out for two with a shower, stripper. I heard a, a dog, <laughs> objects. Yeah. It's just so weird to think that four years ago, Pitbull and Shakira did the opening ceremony of the World Cup. You're right. And now he will be headlining the Brazil <laughs> Rib Fest. It, but he deserves it. Let's be honest. I've been looking for new ways to pay my bills. Okay. I bet Pitbull strikes me as a guy that calls everyone mommy and poppy, even if like they're his kids. He's no, like, like, hey, mommy, hey, grab that, grab that milk for me, mommy. Hey, mommy. But no, actually, what you call it in interviews, he's like actually seems pretty chill. That's like the weirdest thing. I that's when you know it's like okay, you've had a team do all this because he has that like that voice. Yeah. I, that's what I think. And he's always wearing like now he's always wearing like a tuxedo or a suit like whatever like look at this look at his YouTube avatar it's no. like it's like what people oh he looks like you know oh my god he looks like the butler in Clue <laughs> that's what he looks like. it was Pitbull in the study with a marumba <laughs> and he reenacted you mean a Roomba no. yes a Roomba. Look at this. It looks. Look at this picture. Of him. It looks like he's about to pitch you a business. He it looks is. like Steve Jobs. Yeah. Oh my God! He looks like he's about Puerto to start as an advertiser. He's Cuban. He's Cuban. Yeah. Fuck, dude. I'm fucked. And you man. said that in front of a Puerto Rican. I know. You need oh, to be ashamed. No. I am ashamed. No. Now I feel. No. I feel shame inside. Not for for John Retard, but for <laughs> John Q. Retard. <laughs> not for that. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry Retract about John that. Q. Retard. And I'm I sorry. am sorry for calling. For calling Pitbull Puerto Rican when he is Cuban. Hence, Mr. 305. I just didn't even think about it. 305 oh is God. the area code for Miami. 305 is the area code for Miami. We're really horrible people. I want to apologize. I want to apologize to the people of Puerto Rico for accidentally putting Pitbull in your lane. Yeah, they got enough problems right now. <laughs> they actually really do. And yeah. I'm, I'm going to give, Pitbull, I'm gonna really give Pitbull back to the Cubans. Who probably also have enough. So you going know what Pitbull did? Pitbull did send uh, planes uh, for aid to Puerto Rico. He did. Yes, Pitbull did that. All right, then I don't feel so bad. So don't feel so bad because Pitbull, he he did pretty darn good. I mean, it's hard, you know, from from Pitbull to really figure out his uh, ethnic. But he origin. did write horrible, horrible, Hor- very music. bad music. Yeah. It was some of the worst shit I've ever heard in my life. Listen to this. So, <laughs> Pitbull was the featured speaker at the official opening of the new charter middle and high school sports leadership and management, aka SLAM, which he helped build. <laughs> In Miami's Little Havana. Oh, man, this sounds like a scam. The slam sounds also, like a real scam. Also, Pitbull has played dominoes over 20,000 times in his life. <laughs> Why is it in there? No, I mean, that last part of it. When we went to Little Havana, like, we, we went to Little Havana, like, a year ago, and literally, it's, there's, like, old guys playing dominoes, but the fanfare of, like, 
triple A basketball players. Like literally, like, like people, people watching. Yeah, well, there's yeah, like, tons of people it's watching. A huge, I mean, that piece of Miami is also like a huge tourist trap. So you just have a bunch of like fat white people watching like old Cuban men play dominoes and like just take photos of it. Like that's okay. Which just is just leaning over. That's amazing yeah. to me. Like that that. Wow. Yeah. I drank coffee in a little cup, and now this guy that looks, like, very tiny and he's wearing all white with a hat, he's playing dominoes, a game that I don't really understand, even though I've owned it my entire life. Instagram. All right, all right. well, let's well, get into Natalie's next song. Of, yeah, this is uh, Todd Rundgren, Johnny Jingo. Does he want to bang the drum all day? <laughs> to see that you picked Todd Rundgren because all I know is I want to bang on the drum all day. Oh no, Todd Rundgren is one of the most legendary Natalie's um, singer-songwriters, but he uh, was an arranger. Um, he was a producer. He wrote for so many prolific songwriters. Um, and uh, what you call it? He's one of my favorites when it comes to he was always able to just play very solid pop songs. But like you said, with the thought, the poetry, and actually, um, this is about Ronald Reagan, um, and about really? just the 80s in general. Yeah, um, obviously, uh, Johnny Jingo is not, uh, is uh, President Reagan. Oh. He always had, uh, yeah, like, Jingo, don't you fight for me, don't you, like, say that, because this is, you know, at the time when Ronald Reagan's performing some coups, there, he's performing, like, a lot of, like, fucked up shit, and Todd Rugman always had, um, Purpose in the like, album and song content. He's like a very fascinating person to get into. And this is all his voice. All this is all him. Oh, so he's doing it. Thanks. All, it's all him. It's all his voice. Even the change. He recorded that like drum, the and then did the effects. That's what he always has an intention with the music and with the words. He's that perfect. Is he the first guy to do this kind of like no. TV on the radio thing where you just use your voice no. and stuff like that? No, no, no. Um, this is, uh, artists started doing this once, basically once they started getting the technology to, uh, I think it's like, uh, I want to say, late 50s, this is what I'm going to You do a lot of this in your music. Yeah, yeah, a lot of it. Um, but this is straight recording, because, uh, I don't know if this is at the time where they had a loop machine, obviously, but there is no way that you could. There's too many chord changes in this song. So, to do this, so this is during he does one track and then he does another track. Right, okay, and, so, yeah. the, the, so okay, you have to be super deliberate then if you're gonna yes. layer tracks, you can't like fuck up no. any of your You can hop in. Beat. I mean you can hop in. Um, but you have to just be consistent and that's when it, it, it's a musician practice that you gotta practice with the metronome and you just get the metronome down. But yeah, this is all his voice. This is a very fun um, album. They're... Um, should 
shit. I like this. Right? I knew you, but... This is my favorite one so far that someone else has played. This is my, my lead pick for uh, my favorite song. I, know, I feel like I'm definitely trailing in, a, in, in lead picks, even even no matter where I go. This is this is a really interesting pick. I, I never ever give Todd Rundgren credit. I never have given him credit. Oh my god! And he does. I wouldn't give him the time of day. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't gonna get it till he did. I mean, wore unless, that cute uh, dress of John Jingo. Unless he was. <laughs> unless he wow. came to Rib Fest, I really. I really unless he was like, really care. No. Todd Rundgren is really doing well. He's doing fine. Fun fact about Todd Rundgren, which a lot of people know this. I actually knew this, but I forgot it, is that Liv Tyler was raised to believe that Todd Rundgren was her father. <gasps> no! Yeah, <What> because <gasps> Steven Tyler was a heroin addict, and her their mom, Bebby Buell, did not, who was a model, did not want... Their daughter to, to know. be yeah to know him yeah huh? but then when he got clean when she was like eight he was she she was like all right Steven Tyler's your dad so her name so Liv Tyler's wow that's not psychologically damaging for the child Jesus Liv Tyler was born Liv Rundgren oh, oh shut it. it wait so it was like while so she was already dating Rundgren when she was pregnant then or she was dating him wait were they together yeah this baby Beale sounds like a bit of a whore no, wait yeah kidding. wait wait were they together yeah I'm, I'm trying to understand this pregnancy timeline yeah I don't oh my god we need to learn about this drama cause not that is fascinating I didn't know that oh my god so, oh my god yeah, look if, at her now though she's got her cheeks are all rosy that's weird well, that's Botox. Yeah, Botox yeah. makes does weird things to like your face. You know, I don't, I don't know why people would do. While that. you guys are doing that, I want to cut in and change the second right. song I picked. Oh yeah, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna pull it up cut while in. while you look at pictures of. of oh my god. No, so then did she, did Todd Rundgren know? Because maybe he, he was a nice guy. Oh, okay. So Todd Rundgren and her started dating two, like two years after. Uh, so it was the, already like known, yeah. So he just acted as her. I guess, think about it. You know, if you're really rich and your the your baby daddy is a heroin addict that's fucking off and not being responsible, you could conceivably raise a child to that age without it knowing what a dad even is till two. You can barely talk by two, and then at two, now she's dating Todd Rundgren, and she's like, "This is your dad." Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that there's some really deep, like emotional seated. Oh, uh, oh, uh, I watched uh, that uh, on VH1. No, there were some issues. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so maybe you won't miss thing. Wait, who's that? Was that Todd? No, that was Aerosmith. That's what the oh, song that's, was about. That's Natalie's Aerosmith. And I don't want Oh, yeah. Except he missed a lot of things. Yes. Yeah. And I do want to miss my daughter's childhood. <laughs> don't want to go to sleep. Except that I'm not enough, but I miss you, kind of. But I'm still on tour. Okay. Dude, I'm not a daddy. Dude. <laughs> oh my All God. right. A lot of riffing. A lot of riffing today. A lot of child abuse. Okay, so um, I am... I am uh, cliche as fuck and on this episode I'm particularly ill-informed and I'm gonna own it and this stop apologizing Mary oh my god are you mansplaining exclusively our our relationship is mostly Dave mansplaining (laughs) I don't know how to not mansplain how do I womansplain what should I do do it behind their back. I just want you to shut <laughs> the fuck up. You do it behind so their back. So I can play my song, it's Amanda Palmer, because I am a cliche girl, titled Oasis. 
When I got to the party, they gave me a 40, and I must have been thirsty, cause I drank it so quickly. When I got to the bedroom, there was yeah, somebody waiting, and it is hey, my fault that the barbarian raped me. When I went to get tested, I brought along my best friend, Melissa Mahoney, who had once been molested, and she knew how to get there. She knew all the nurses, they were all really friendly, but the test came up positive. Uh, this is Amanda Palmer. Uh, this is one of my favorite Amanda Palmer tracks, and Dave and I actually agree on how much we love this one. Um, and I love the juxtaposition of the lyrics on top of this like super kind of upbeat, poppy track, where she's just basically discussing like sort of the teenage quandary of uh, quandary's a light word, basically talking about lightheartedly getting raped, having to have an abortion, and still really hoping that she can make it to that uh, Oasis concert because they sent her some tickets in the mail. Yeah. No, I mean, was just really good at writing. Um, such a good um, sign of a singer-songwriter is to get that hook so that you will already go with what they're going to say. They could talk about anything. Oh, yeah. They could talk about anything that one if like, the, the melodies on it. It's, it's this weird thing, and Amanda Palmer's always been very good at that. Yeah, and, and this track especially, it's just like so short and sweet, and I, I, it is oh, yeah, so fucking oh, relatable. I always yeah. appreciate a good clap track. Yeah, I love a good clap. Even like, um, I love like even like a, like a rap beat. That's got claps as one of them. Yeah, Instead of like little, a snare, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Clap, yeah, clap. where they yeah they actually do like uh, Timberland does that all Tim, the time. Timberland loves and I love that. Timberland also loves to like use his voice, do weird things with his voice. Too, I know, you know. Sometimes I hate it though. Take him to the bridge, like yeah. stuff like that. It's like all right. I, I mean, well, I, I, "Sexy Back" is one of the worst songs I've. I hate that song. You hate so, that song. I hate "Sexy Back." What's the matter, you? I know, right? No, I'm. I love. I love Timberland so That's much. But when I hear <laughs> "Sexy Jesus Back," all Christ. I hear is motherfucking. Justin Timberlake. I just, I Are can't you saying stand. that Justin Timberlake is not one of the greatest no. musical oh, talents? If I do, I will get. Oh my god, I don't need a dog pile. I don't need that today. <laughs> do you remember when Justin Timberlake took that lady in like the Navy out to like her Navy dance? No. 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 What that was, was that? that was like you you read some clickbait. The normal. No, no, it's actually a big deal. This lady in the navy or the army, who gives a shit? Are you, she, you're going deep in Dave Metz choice. Ah, this lady in the navy. Uh, the lady in the navy. In the navy, you can ask Justin Timberlake to a dance. Uh, she posted a YouTube video where she's like, "Yo, Justin Timberlake, come out on a date with me." And Justin Timberlake was like, yeah, all right, I'll do my good deed for this year. And he took this, uh, this, uh, this, lady. this uh, you know. Uh, from the Navy. A lady um, from the Navy who probably will be for life. Anyways, um, what, what were we talking about? Oh, it's my turn to play my last song. 
But also, I kind of hate Justin Timberlake anyway because he tried to start beef with Prince while he was alive, and then I tried to act all like cool about it, like it wasn't. Whoa, okay. whoa, what did he do? Really? <gasps> oh my god! When he released "Sexy Back," like I said, the worst track ever. That um, mm-hmm. I, I oh, uh, Prince just like you know tweeted out, "Sexy never left." Which makes sense, because, like, this is Prince. We're just saying. Sexy yeah. never left. But, uh, no, here's the thing. So, it's Prince and Studio, but then, like, Justin did a shade track or whatever. It was just, like, really, really silly. And so, I just, like, but these things are important to them. Against Prince. You can't do a sh- shade track. Yeah. But now we know that he was uh, on painkillers. Uh, well, he... yeah, because he was, perf- oh, dude, the performance is, like. He I would do, like, hours. Yeah. He did like four, like I, oh God, like I did a wedding singing recently and I did like four hours like standing and like, you know, doing all that stuff. It's draining. He did Russians and shit, Mm. but what you would call it also, um, yeah, don't do that many, like, cause you shouldn't push yourself cause he pushed himself on a flute too. Mm. So he's doing that all together. That was silly. He should have just went to the club and. Asked all the men to leave and read the Bible to all the women like he used to do. Yes, he did that. He actually 100% did that. He went to a club, got all the men to mm. leave the club, and then he had all and the those ladies were like, down. oh shit, we're all going to have sex with plants. No, and then literally just takes out his Bible and starts reading it. Did no he, joke. Did you see his... Um, his la- the, the band he had before he died, the like mm. all-female... So Prince had an all-female band. I've got to read more. Uh, l- let me pull this up because I'm I'm notoriously factually inaccurate. Fun fact about um, uh, Prince is that um, um, is that okay, you don't know so, shit about him. No. Fun fact. I'm just trying to think. Okay, what? So so third so third eye third eye girl. All right, was was Prince's backing band from 2014 until 2016. And there, it's just like this trio of uh, like punk rock Canadians. No, okay, it's a Canadian, a Danish lady, mm-hmm. and then someone else that they just call uh, Amanda Mare. Oh, American. All right, all the adjectives were there. All of, those are not adjectives. Fuck. God, I sound so stupid today. I'm sorry, <laughs> but yeah, Stop he had, he had a sweet sweet uh, backing band. They they were like super cool. I also. Oh, Why were they cool? What was so they cool were, about them? Uh, so because they were women from different countries. They were women. That's cool. They were women from different countries that were specifically assembled for Prince. They were really good at their instruments, and they looked cool. And it was part of a, a, a sick aesthetic that was created. Huh. Well, he did. That. Well, basically, Prince did that where he just like found, no joke, Carmen Electra. She was not born Carmen Electra. Prince. Named her. Oh, he blessed her like King Solomon. He literally named. No, he like planned out like people's careers. Like, um, also Vanity uh, was Prince wanted uh, her name to be Vagina. No joke. Uh, And she was like, "Well, no, we'll go with another." He said it had to be a V sound then. It had to be a V. Like, yeah, it was a Vanity. Oh yeah, I'm gonna go back there. So Prince actually called this uh, female trio. He called them his. muses his colleagues and his peers and basically throughout his entire like 40-year career he was pretty notorious for surrounding himself with ladies from 1979 (laughs) he had keyboardist gail chapman so she was you know another he's always had basically women in his backing band 
Um, Patrice Russian, um, who inspired I Want to Be Your Lover. Yes, and his well-documented relationships with the protégés like Vanity and Carmen Electra. There we go. That is me doing slightly deeper, and a little bit boring. More of what I just said. Absolutely, and you're with right. Less enthusiasm. Correct. That was good. Thank so you. the last song, which will not be a Prince song. <laughs> I like that we talked about Prince. It's called uh, "Didn't I" by a guy named Durando. Too long to get out. Yeah. All right, so. Uh, <laughs> I love this. Have you heard this before? No. I, well, I wish I had, but no. I love um, soul and um, yeah, this 670s sound. This is yeah. one of the first songs I think you ever played when we were in one another's company. Really? Dare I say, yeah. I think it may have actually been even at Bobby's. I remember there was a running theme of everybody putting a song on a playlist. Oh, and yeah. Our friends would always put garbage on there. And this was one of the tracks that came up. I mean, one of the first tracks I liked in a while after Bobby put on, like, Guns N' Roses or some, <laughs> some just total trash or, like, some super mainstream David Bowie song that nobody needed to hear for the five millionth time, you know? Yeah. Like, hey, you guys want to hear the, this song again? All the stuff that you would hear in, like, a tourist bar of oh, oh, Street. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Have you guys ever heard the song Starman? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. You know what's a great song? Brown Eyed Girl. Yeah. All this stuff is like the wedding. Oh, man. No. Always be my baby. Right here. I just say, you gotta give it a listen. Um, so, just some quick fun facts about Durando. He's a kind of a bit of an enigma. He uh, didn't start releasing music until he was older. He was, um, he was from like the Bay Area, I think Berkeley. Um, he alleged that he was a pimp before he became a musician. Um, it was like back in the day when like a music, like a record label, kind of like owned you. you know? Oh yeah, oh yeah. And he worked for this record label called Music City in San Francisco. And this is like a song actually. It's been sampled a little bit in rap music, but never well. Like it's never been done well. Yeah, it has as of yet. I tell that it's not like something that technology sample great. I mean, I, I know just because it's 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 from that time, but it's its own. Because uh, I've never heard this, but it's I don't really like this. I and it's very it, it, it's very different from. Um, I don't know. Or its own. I've never played this for someone and had them not like it. It's typical. It, this is usually like a. a I'm like, what is it? You know what I mean? I it's, think this, uh, this, this is a contender of uh, the winner of the favorite yeah, this, song. Yeah, this is great. By the way, I just want to let the audience know that if you Google Durando and you look at the More People tab, a homeless-looking man named Clutchy Hopkins will pop up. Let me see. <laughs> look at him. <laughs> oh, he looks so, like a Gal Cap regular. Just, just, <laughs> wow. <laughs> 
while um, it's like Johnny the bartender. I already know. I already know what my favorite track is. But while you guys deliberate, I'm gonna let everyone know about Clutchy Hopkins real quick. <laughs> Bio, boom. Clutchy Hopkins is a purportedly a multi instrumentalist based out of California. His existence has not yet been fully verified. <laughs> Though he, the hell up. though he is widely believed to be a pseudonym for one of several popular Okay, creatures. I need to work in my bio because this is amazing. Yeah. And I want to find out more His about this. I'm I'm has ch- not yet been verified. Clutch <laughs> Hopkins. I would have changed my comedy bio to that. <laughs> it's alleged that Dave Metz is <laughs> one of several famous North American DJs. His existence can't be confirmed. Oh, God. That is the most brilliant marketing strategy. Why is this guy not famous? All right. Uh, well, okay. Let's... <laughs> Hopkins, and he looks like a coal miner. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to play just a quick snippet of Clutchy Hopkins' <laughs> uh, verbal headlock, whatever Thank that God, is. Thank God. Now that's going to be my favorite. <laughs> what is this? Clutchy Hopkins. Oh my god. Oh yeah, they're an indie band. I knew it. See? Huh. I told you they did it as a joke. That's brilliant. That is brilliant marketing. I don't know, man. I wish it was really just a dude that like lived in a van. I know. Look at them. See? And this is cool, too. Uh, God damn it. All right, pause it. All right, all right. See? Well, we'll have to look you ruined more. it. I ruined Clutchy Hopkins. No, no, not ruined it, but it's actually fascinating because it said, <sighs> why aren't they famous? And I was right. And I've been Marion Evachowski today. I've ruined several segments That is the smartest you. thing ever to get that guy that looks like a regular at a dive bar and then say, oh, we don't know if they're real or not. And then it's like, what? Whoa! <laughs> whoa! Like, whoa! Is that like uh, an old uh, coal miner playing a banjo, or is that like four dudes in skinny jeans? I oh can't... my god! And they're they're from Brooklyn, you know they're living Park so I don't they're, don't don't ruin, ruin it for me. Don't ruin it. It was a still motion video. It was. You know it yeah, is. yeah. It, uh, you know it right. Yeah, right. I know well, right. Cl- right. Do we have the, the favorites? Yeah, uh... Click, clack, clue, la ba ba My favorite track was Sunday Morning by artist Margot Gurian off the album Take a Picture. Why? Because I like that sweet, sweet 60s pop, and that's definitely a track that's going on a playlist of mine in the very near future. Um, I'm definitely going to go with Johnny Django by Todd Rundgren. I will definitely use that. I like the voice. I like the thing where you like make it all with your voice. Like That is so dope. That is super dope. People that can pull that off. I mean, there's so many people I've tried and so few have succeeded. You have to practice a lot. If you want to do it, practice and practice more or else you sound horrible. Natalie, you impressed us. We both picked Natalie. We both picked Natalie's tracks, basically. Uh, Do you have a favorite? Um, Actually, didn't I is one. It was going to be Amanda Palmer, though. It's all right. What you will call it, but I do like didn't I. I did, did. And didn't I is a new a new track for you? So you yeah. know, I, I lost today. today no, I'm but I mean Amanda Palmer. It was really close. It's it okay, hard. Natalie. I accept the loss. I, I have no, to make me just, feel I good about his myself. Face and I'm, I'm mad about it too. And it's I, a, I'm did, honest. Didn't I? Didn't I? Did 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 I?
another taxing, emotionally burdensome episode of Impress <laughs> Me With Music. I'm kidding. We've had a lot of fun. It's been great to have you on, Natalie. Thank you so much for having me. This again, is so much fun. Again, again, go see her at the hideout, May 29th. If not, you're a Jay Riotard. <laughs> All right, so we're going to go out on, uh, on the title track from your album, Type <laughs> of Wound. On Spotify, on iTunes, Bandcamp. Yeah, so actually, if you look into the episode description of this episode as you're listening to it, the Spotify playlist linked to it has two of Natalie's songs on it. So you can check it out straight from there. Boom, boom, boom. Shakalakaloom. We forgot to say thank you. Oh, yeah. Hey, thanks, guys. Yeah. We want to play more now without us talking, so it sounds like it's going to stay. Oh, well. Wait, can they hear us? Yeah, they can hear us. This show has been brought to you by Machine Culture.